Ite ad Yosef, go to Joseph. These are the words of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt in the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 55, which is not from our reading today, but it is very a very important verse for the great solemnity we celebrate today, the solemnity of St. Joseph, the most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Why is Pharaoh saying, Ite ad Yosef, go to Joseph? And who is the Joseph he's talking about? The Joseph Pharaoh is talking about is the son of Jacob, who's later renamed Israel. Genesis chapter 35, verses 22 to 26, tells us that, that Jacob had 12 sons, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. Joseph was his father's favorite, and his brothers hated him for that reason. So they plotted to kill him. But instead, his brother Reuben summoned the moral courage to convince his brothers to sell Joseph into slavery rather than murder him. So he was sold into slavery and winds up in Egypt. Well, fast forward to Genesis uh, chapter 41, and the Pharaoh, the, the king of Egypt, has a dream which he cannot interpret. The dream is that Pharaoh was standing by the Nile River and saw seven fat cows come up out of the Nile uh, and feed in the reed of the grass. Then seven gaunt and thin cows come up out of the Nile after them, and they eat the seven fat cows. Then Pharaoh wakes up, and he has no idea what it means. Well, eventually he calls upon Joseph, uh, who through no fault of his own is unjustly imprisoned. If you want to read about that, uh, you can read about it in Genesis 39. God had given Joseph the power to interpret dreams, and this gets back to Pharaoh. And uh, he tells Pharaoh that the dream means there will be seven plenteous years followed by seven years of famine. The dream is essentially a warning that a famine will strike the land in the near future. And Joseph suggests that Pharaoh selects a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. And that Pharaoh take, um, you know, the fifth part of the produce of the land of Egypt during the plenteous years, gather it up, uh, store it for the coming famine. Pharaoh then says to Joseph, since God has shown you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You shall be over my house and all my people shall order themselves as you command. And so... Joseph is essentially the Pharaoh's right-hand man, and during the seven plenteous years, he uh, oversees the, the saving of food for the years of famine, which do eventually strike. And when the famine comes, people go to Pharaoh crying out for bread, and Pharaoh says to the Egyptians, verse 55, go to Joseph. What he says to you, do. So when the famine spread over all the land, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Moreover, all the earth came to Egypt to Joseph to buy grain, because the famine was severe over all the earth. And wouldn't you know it, eventually Joseph's brothers come to Egypt looking for food. Joseph is able to see uh, Joseph, in his magnanimity, is able to see how God's providence was behind the events of his life, how God permitted his brothers to sell him into slavery so that he might come to Egypt. And when in Egypt he permitted this in unjust imprisonment, 
so that Pharaoh might hear God had bestowed upon him the gift of interpretation of dreams. And he allowed Joseph to rise to become Pharaoh's right-hand man to save his chosen people from famine. So he forgives his brothers, reconciles with them. And um, the, the people of Israel come to Egypt. But there is more to the story of Joseph in Egypt. God, who governs and orders all things in his providence, can and does write a deeper meaning into the events of history, especially salvation history. And he can write a symbolic or spiritual meaning into these events. And this is true with Joseph from the book of Genesis, who is a type, a foreshadowing, a prefiguring of Joseph, the most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the foster father of Christ. Pharaoh entrusted his whole household to Joseph. Likewise, God entrusted uh, to St. Joseph something infinitely more precious, the Blessed Virgin Mary and his only begotten son made man, the infant Christ. And think about this, Jesus, who is God incarnate as a child, went to Joseph to receive the necessities of earthly life. And so we ought to go and do the same. We ought to go to St. Joseph. Today, we are undoubtedly living through a time of need, a pandemic. And we need to go to Joseph with our cares and concerns to pray for health and protection, not just physically, but spiritually in this time where we are in many places prevented from receiving the Eucharist. We can go to Joseph. God gives us the sacraments as the ordinary means of communicating his grace, but he's not bound by the sacraments. Go to Joseph. So let us conclude by turning to the saint who is called the universal patron of the Catholic Church, the patron of a good and happy death, the most chaste spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the foster father of Christ. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. To you, O blessed Joseph, do we come in our tribulation. And having implored the help of your most holy spouse, we confidently invoke your patronage also through the charity which bound you to the Immaculate Virgin Mother of God and through the paternal love with which you embrace the child Jesus. We humbly beg you graciously to regard the inheritance which Jesus Christ has purchased by his blood and with your power and strength to aid us in our necessities. O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, defend the chosen children of Jesus Christ. O most loving Father, ward off from us every contagion of error and corrupting influence. O our most mighty protector, be propitious to us and from heaven assist us in our struggle with the power of darkness. And as once you rescued the child Jesus from deadly peril, so now protect God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Shield too each one of us by your constant protection so that supported by your example and your aid, we may be able to live piously, to die holy, holy, and to obtain eternal happiness in heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.